This is episode 11 of the Reluctant Vegan Son podcast. I am joined with my amazing, well, I guess, former roommate, but quarantine roommate, Catherine. She left last week, but we sat down and recorded this, and it was amazing. We talk about emotions, everything, everything. That's what she does. She's an incredible emotions coach or getting to be your authentic self. She's really good at that, and we talk all about her journey, and we talk about us watching Love on the Spectrum, which is a great show about autism and people uh, who don't really have a way to show emotions, which is interesting with her uh, background. Before quarantine, I was on spring break in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I was drinking, I was smoking, don't catch me FBI, I was living life. I thought I had a great time. I was eating a shit ton of fast food. Quarantine hit, I came home, my family is vegan. I became the reluctant vegan son. This is my podcast talking with my friends and family about food, veganism, all types of things, whatever the fuck comes up, and I love it. So, hit the music. Hi, everybody. What's up? This is episode 11. Is that how you're starting it? Do you have a problem with how I'm starting it? I can you, retake it. You start it however you want. I can to start retake it. it. This is how I start my sessions too. So okay, I'm, <laughs> there's no judgment from your guests. You do whatever you need to do, host. Carry on. <laughs> Give me one People second. People watching are gonna be like, "What in the actual fuck is you happening?" You mean listening? <laughs> <That's> what- <laughs> Whoever's watching is What be an possible. intro. Wow. Anyways, I'm really excited. So my guess, if you don't recognize her voice from our excellent live stream or previous episode from when this comes out, uh, is Catherine Verbrugge. That was pretty good. Yeah, Catherine Verbrugge. Oh, it's Boogie. Boogie. Okay. Uh, you would think it would be fancy, like Bruges or Bruges. No, it's just Bruges. Well, Bruges is the city in Belgium. Yeah. It's so. not Belgium, though. Is it not Belgium? It's Dutch, actually. I thought Bruges was in... The city's in Belgium, yes. though. Oh, but the word is in Dutch. But Verbrugge is Dutch. Oh, okay, okay. It's actually pronounced Verbrugge, if you're going to say it in Dutch. Verbrugge. Verbrugge. Okay. But Do you speak Dutch? No, I speak German, sort of. You did get, like, a... What, what was the score you I, got on Lily? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My sister, Lily, oh, she's, she's going into her freshman year at UMass, and she's taking a placement exams for various classes and Catherine they actually mentioned it in one of her uh sessions that she took a um a German exam and she was like no that was not me I can't remember the score you got I think you did decently well I did good I got it was I guess technically it was like 44 out of 65 or something like that Mm -hmm. but I didn't do like the last 10 questions or something yeah because I didn't have time it was like whatever I was trying to do something else because why would I be actually taking a placement test but I think I did pretty well. Yeah, you know? you did, well. did they say anything about me being able to um they said speak there was German like, amazingly? I don't know. They said it oh it's okay. They thought it was funny, I think. Uh-huh. People just took their I was <laughs> just looking for validation for my skills of German <laughs> language, but okay, it's fine. But yeah, where was I? So anyways, my guest on this episode, Captain Verbrugge. Nice. Nailed it. Nailed it. Let's go. And uh, she is a excellent roommate. She's been our roommate during quarantine. She's been amazing to have around. Uh, she is fairly good at code names. 
Okay. Excuse you. I, you were setting that up. Excuse me. Okay. As far as okay, okay. Here's the thing. I would say Lily is the best, but only because she cheats. If we're talking strictly, we are a non-cheating family oh over my here. God. We anyway, never cheat. If we're talking like integrity players, I'm the best integrity player. She is one out of one in the integrity players. In yeah, I'm, I'm the only one. <laughs> I cheated one time last night. I went over the time by like 10 seconds and everyone chewed me out. 30 seconds. It was like 10 seconds. 30 everyone seconds. chewed me out. And I was like, this is the only time I've ever quote unquote cheated She's really games. good at not cheating in games. And she, yeah, she's a good player. Lily has the strategy of just go out there and say one for five as long as you don't touch the black card. And eventually you eliminate every single other one. Correct. So you kind of come back from when you were losing. So it's terrifying to play against when you feel like you have to connect everything somehow. But she also just likes to make up words. That's true. <laughs> I mean, she does this in every game that she plays. And this game happens to benefit from the making up of the it's words. It's very true. She's very creative. She don't is. Get me wrong. She does She's it in bananagrams, creative. boggle. True. Married, married, <laughs> I don't know if y'all know about speaking in cursive. It's like how indie singers sound. Are you went to the store? Like whatever. That sounds awful. I'm not an indie singer. I don't know it. But we were playing Bananagrams, and Lily was trying to spell murder. I think she spelled M A R D A R or something murder or something. Or like, like M A R D E R or something. And it. Definitely an A for the U. Correct. That's the only part I definitely remember. <laughs> and and to say it sounded as if you were saying murder in cursive. Murder. That was her justification, and she did not win that argument, oh I will God. say. Anyway, we were way off topic. Was there a topic? I don't uh, remember. I was introducing you as oh, a wow. decent codename player. Five minutes in, and we're barely into my introduction. I like that. This is perfect. This, right, is, cool. this is I'm lighthearted done. podcasting before, you know, we do all the other shit. Mm-hmm eventually I'm down. talk about whatever uh so let's see <laughs> dramatic sip of water i can't do that this is ASMR. i don't know asmr podcast Have you done asmr podcasting no i don't i don't know what, what exactly like? asmr podcast hey, is everybody oh god welcome to my asmr channel how's that you can you can um critique my asmr in the comments do you have comments I don't think so. I haven't received any, but... Okay, cool. I got fan mail one time. I guess, if you know who you are, <laughs> But... Do you mean the... No, not the, not the influencer. Not the, not the thing DM. No, 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 no. <laughs> Would you consider um, electronic... A, a DM, let's be real. Do you consider if that somebody, fan mail? It's maybe not fan mail, but if somebody DMs you saying that they really like what you're doing and they listen to it and they support you i take isn't that what fan mail is it's just 21st century fan mail fan email fan message fan fan dm exactly fan dm catherine what else can i say about catherine she is literally uh, anything else (laughs) uh she's from new mexico if you can believe that yes far away place in the middle of and the country. <laughs> most people don't know even that exists. Yeah. Most people confuse it for Arizona. No, it is not Arizona. It most isn't. people are confused that I am an American citizen. I am, in fact, an American citizen. She's and an illegal alien. And most people are confused that I don't speak Spanish. And, um, yeah. yeah. And sometimes you said they're confused that you're white. Yes, correct. Yeah, That's Americans. They're crazy. You know what's funny? I got the worst of it when I lived in Hawaii. 
people would just like not know that New Mexico was a thing. Hmm. I just think there's a, some disconnect going on because like why, yeah, why would you care about American geography? <laughs> like who cares? You're on like, Hawaii? an yeah. amazing island. And um, everyone's like, what's New Mexico? And I was like, oh. It's Mexico. But, but new. Better. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't actually know. I've actually never been to Mexico. I think I went through when I was younger. I remember wow. it was pretty nice. Uh, that's about it. Hmm. Uh, we went there on a cruise one time. It was hot. Where'd you go? I think we went in the summer. Mexico. Somewhere in Mexico. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't remember most of my younger, my very young adventures. Got it. Uh, I know we went to the Dominican Republic a lot. I know we went to China, Mm -hmm. but that wasn't as young, so that's like, I really remember the trip to China. I know we went to Spain when I was two. Hmm. I don't remember any of that. I remember, actually, might have been three. We went to Spain, and we really liked this one band called the Spanish Girls, and that's all we would ever call them, and we had them out their album, and we would play it all the time. But they're not actually called the Spanish Girls? They're not actually called the Spanish Girls. I think it was just some band in Spain. But we always called them the Spanish girls. All right. <laughs> we, we loved it. Oh, my God. <laughs> we listened to it forever. Oh, my God. What happened to it? Why are we playing that? We stopped listening to it. Well, where you, is you it? You want me to Google Spanish yeah, girls and see what comes up? Could you imagine? You would never find it, ever. I don't know what their names are. I don't know what the music sounds like. I just oh remember God. we loved listening to it. So, uh, Catherine, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining me. On We're the podcast. Now, uh, eight minutes in. All right. Can yeah. Uh, so let's start the podcast. I guess we're eight minutes in. Uh, and the ASMR podcast. Uh, what is new and good going on right now? New and good is that I'm leaving New York City, baby. Is that good? Oh, it's so new. good. It's new and good. It's fun and wow. fresh. She's leaving. I know. And, and she's that, excited. I mean, I'm I'm not excited to leave you all. I'm not Aww. excited to leave my my biological family that's out here or my uh my friends that are out here but Mm -hmm. i'm just not um how do you put that a fan of new york city in general you're not a city person i am i am but but here's the thing like because i lived in honolulu before and like that's like my perfect idea of a city there's like Mm -hmm. about a million people on the island most of them are in honolulu and at the same time it takes me like 10 minutes to go to the forest and like the jungle i guess and like just get away from everybody i can go on a trail and like there's no one else on the trail i can go to the beach and be like fairly secluded and like there's not a lot of people there mm-hmm. and then like here i feel like i can't get away from anybody ever <laughs> it's harder especially like, without a car yeah true i don't it's have very any hard. vehicular transportation units and um yeah <laughs> yeah but i think new york city has its own you know unique things that are, are good about it but yeah it, it, you like nature nature person. yeah and and i guess i can just say because i'm a highly sensitive human mm-hmm. i'm even more sensitive to like the sounds the smells the, the the people the energy like it's just a lot for me to handle um and i kind of notice that like every time i leave i'm like i feel like i can breathe again hmm. and i feel like on some level i'm numbing myself here yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, that is the downside of New York City, especially without a car. It, it's hard to get away. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. there's Central Park, but... Even that. You, yeah. There's even people there. <laughs> there's people there. There's people it's everywhere. crowded. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of lawns. It was really nice. I mean, which is funny. Even in Connecticut, there were people, you know, like... Yeah. And they were all faux-friendly. They were very friendly. Faux-friendly. Oh, faux-friendly. <laughs> like, they fake-friendly. They were friendly. very faux. I actually really liked... 
the the waving at people like when you pass in a car when you pass walking like you just wave even if you oh, don't know you them just stick your hand i up. love that i think see, that's amazing see the problem we had is that it didn't feel genuine when people just passed in their car and stuck their hand up and like was like hey what's up so we would wave aggressively and we would <laughs> wave and be like hey! i'm surprised you didn't just give them like a middle finger or something <laughs> that you can't what I we're mean, from New York City. We don't want to. Right. That's what people think when they think of somebody from New York right. City. We say hello and give them the middle finger. Correct. And I only did you that if there is an American flag on their property, which there was on every there single. There were so property. many American flags. <laughs> but you want to perpetuate those stereotypes, right? Right. Stereotypes no, are so good. Let's perpetuate all of them. Yay! Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes. That's sarcasm. If you don't understand sarcasm. <laughs> Okay, fun. I know some people don't understand sarcasm. What a beautiful segue I just did. Anyway, so... <laughs> you want to talk about people not understanding sarcasm? Who generally does not understand sarcasm? Are you going to say me? <laughs> no, I think White you understand people? sarcasm very well. Trump no. supporters? The show that we were watching. Oh, Love on the Spectrum? <laughs> the Trumps. You're not going to ask me what was new and good about me? That's crazy. Oh, I didn't know she that was doesn't a, care. Okay, okay. Well, okay, well... We've also, I keep looking at We've been 11 minutes and We've fit. like hardly done an introduction, so. This is a great introduction. Okay, what like do you it. mean? All right, Adam, <laughs> before we continue on that fire segue I just gave you. That was going to be my new and good. Okay. That was going to be my okay, segue. Okay, an even better segue. Okay. What's new and good with you, Adam? We've been watching the show that has been amazing. <laughs> and yes, it took me a second, but they definitely don't understand. These people definitely don't understand sarcasm. We've been watching a show called Love on the Spectrum, which we vaguely mentioned. We finished it, actually. We finished Not it. Not even happy. We've been watching it. We finished we it. We watched that show in two days. Yeah. Maybe three. We've... But there was only five episodes. There's a season two it coming was like out. It nine? Eight? It was five. No. It was five episodes. Anyway. Okay, continue. It was five no, episodes of this show, which they stole my idea. Which was they did. Have you talked about your idea? I have on not the show? talked about my idea. This on is the trademarked show. This and is, copywritten I know. ideas. So and and I know it says this was produced in twenty nineteen, but you know, it came out on Netflix. <laughs> 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 it's fine, it's whatever. Whatever. Adam but, only had this idea like a few months ago, but exactly, whatever, it's fine. Exactly. When we were coming up with business ideas with the Marie Forleo. <laughs> Thanks, Marie Forleo. Thanks, Marie Forleo. Hi, I'm Marie Forleo. <laughs> oh my god, there was that time. What did she do? Or she the was just same like saying some in weird. No, she was just saying some weird. Like, she just sounded like super duper. Oh my god, I can't remember. I'm gonna have to skip over that because I don't remember what the hell she well, was saying. We did it, was, it was just ridiculous. It was hilarious for like a month and a half or something, which was actually it was fairly interesting. But anyways, we're getting away from the important thing. Correct. Which Go is back to the love on the basketball game that's on behind. No! Me. <laughs> it's, the important, it's the important thing right now. R.I.P. Headphone users. I'm sorry. Anyways, so love on the spectrum is a show we've been watching that is about dating, uh, uh, people with autism dating, and it, yes. and and it's. I don't know if I would say it's a social experiment because it it's kind of sounds bad when I say that mm. because these are people and right. it's hard to say it's a, though. A lot of shows are, like, Survivor was a social experiment. So I guess you can say it's a social experiment. But this feels like this is their lifestyle rather than throwing a bunch of people I on think, the island. I think an experiment is to have your hand in it on some level. Like, yeah. I don't think they're necessarily, like, setting them. Maybe they were. I don't know. But, but like, they could be. I think more than anything they were just documenting what was happening That's true. in this. And I think they encouraged it. Right. But, yeah. Because I feel like the other thing we watched, which was... um. 
Love Island. Love is, Love is Blind. Oh, oh Love, I watched I never it. watched okay. Love is Blind. Love is Blind, that's more of a social experiment because you're manipulating different circumstances. Okay. Where I feel like um, Love on the Spectrum is just more of a documenting of... Yeah, and if you haven't guessed, it's about dating with autism. Yeah, so the the spectrum of autism and then what it's like to, to date others in that regard. And the spectrum of autism is insane it's a very it's wide so fascinating it's a very wide spectrum you have yeah. people who can't function my uncle yeah. i guess my mom's not here but we'll talk about it anyways yeah. my uncle is autistic and he's in a home for autistic people he's very far on the spectrum i don't i don't know if i want to say he's on the end of the spectrum but he might be yeah I have a I don't know what to say about this type of thing. He's not like self. But he's not right? self functioning. Right. And he lives in a community with a bunch of. I don't think he's ever thought about dating. But he's also very unique. Autistic people are very unique. He memorized every baseball card. Wow. When we would see him, he would say, "Adam's gonna be in the major leagues." He was my most supportive, Aww. my most supportive baseball fan. Uh yeah, I haven't seen him in forever. Did he send you fan mail? He made actually a. Yeah. Oh, he did? And he might have made me a birthday card that had... <laughs> so it might have been cute. my grandparents who did it, but... I had, like, a bunch of gold medals and stuff. It oh was so God, nice. But so he'd cute. always say I'd be in Matrix. But he memorized baseball cards. Yeah. That was his thing. Yeah. And... Yeah, but he never thought about dating, I'm sure of. And never... Mm. He's not self-sufficient. Whereas there are some people in the show who are very self-sufficient. Who were very high-functioning. Mm-hmm. Had very long conversations and mm-hmm. very in-depth conversations and were able to keep it flowing whether they were with somebody who was on the same level on the spectrum as them right. or other people right so it was really interesting i was just really um impressed i don't know if impressed is the right word but like i found it very interesting that um because okay so a little background of myself uh my degrees in psychology so i've, I've studied a lot of this in my time and I knew that men and women uh, um, showed different signs of autism and so that's why it's harder for women to be, to be tested for autism because mm-hmm. the studies of autism are actually or the tests of autism are geared towards the male symptoms yeah and I found that so interesting like I would honestly say the women in that show were quote-unquote higher functioning than the men in general I'm gonna say the women that were followed on the show. There was some women on the show who weren't true, as very high true, very true. I was also surprised at how late a lot of the people were diagnosed. There were a the lot women of, were like the women, there was that one woman who was like in her twenties already. Mm-hmm, she was diagnosed she was at twenty. God, but it's like from you know, yeah, like your to your point, what we saw, the women mm-hmm. were much more able to emote mm-hmm. and like have trying to choose my words carefully here <laughs> like you can have, say what you think well i don't want to i'm not trying to be rude either no you know, like, I, 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 I want to like i, I feel like you, you should understand that people shouldn't take it as you like you're just trying to say what you want to say right and i also just don't want to be demeaning to people either. oh yeah definitely. like oh i am elitist because i am a normie <laughs> like no definitely that, that kind of shit drives me crazy like and i think that this um in some regard though we'll talk about this in a second but like i think that show did a good job of like just showing people with autism as they are not trying to be mm-hmm. like oh these other groups of people like they, yeah. they're not really human but they just like, i think they did a really good job of just like they did humanizing a great job. people with autism but you pointed out something 
like at the beginning of introducing a new person to the show, mm-hmm. they would have a narrator come on and say the person's likes and dislikes. Yeah. Like it might be like, oh, this is Jack. Jack likes um, touching soft things and... It was very sensory. Yeah, and, and um, listening to a babbling brook. And mm-hmm. Jack does not like sirens or... Chalkboard, right. which nobody likes. <laughs> right. But what did you... What did you say something interesting about that? It was like very simplistic. I don't, I don't know if oh, I can remember. I was saying it's a very simplistic thing. Like, their minds are different. I'm not trying to talk to me anyway. I also think that what you're talking about, about trying to talk to me the meaning way... People will know, I feel like, that you're not trying to do that. Like, mm. you're a thoughtful person. You have to guess that people... They don't They don't know. People don't know <laughs> Y'all this. Y'all don't know this. But Y'all don't know this. But, I mean, I would think that you have to think or say what you want to. We're going to get this to later about being authentic yeah. much later. We're, 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 we're a little early on that one. <laughs> but I think, I think you're right. They did a very good job. And it's very simplistic what... It, this is what they like and what they don't like in like its purest form it seems like right it it's more this is what important them and then they had conversation about other things too i mean some people liked uh more material things like there are some people who liked anime or right. video games and stuff and some people who did like the more sensory things right and it was interesting to see how they do that and a lot of uh the people on the show had a i don't want to like I don't know how to describe it. I don't want to say a gift or, like, something about themselves that was really remarkable. Like, some people created these huge model train sets or did these Rubik's Cubes or had various other things that occupied them. That was really interesting. Right. Uh, It was also, I thought, really interesting how they had some couples on the show. Mm Mm-hmm. Who had uh, already been coupled. Yeah, who had already been coupled. Can we explain what the show is? The show is basically, like... I said it's people with autism trying to date. Okay, got it. In the the purest form of the show. right, right. And they helped a little bit. Uh, they did have this one relationship counselor who seemed to have the market on helping people with autism and dating. She was okay. Jody, I thought she was, was great. I thought she was pretty good. I thought she was awesome. She was, yeah, she was pretty good. Uh, but I liked how they had the couple, and each couple was very sweet, mm-hmm. I have to say. And they really got each other. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. And that's something I don't see in relationships with people in general feel bad saying people in general like these are not people but i think people in general people they they are people everyone is people everybody is people (laughs) people's in general so it was really fascinating to see uh the first couple i liked a lot Uh, i don't remember their names i don't remember anybody's names besides one person snake yeah the girl with the snake and the guy that liked trains Yes. And then he worked on it, but he seemed so oh, happy. He, oh, he my God. Loved, so he, he worked as a bus driver, yeah. and he looked so happy oh. and calm driving that bus. It was like it his was jam. incredible. And he would say hi to everybody, and it was really wholesome. It was just a wholesome show oh, in general. Like, I really love because, you know, people with autism have, usually have a, a more difficult time with emotions or like mm-hmm. understanding others emotions um, maybe having the scope of emotion or the depth or you know whatever it may be but um connecting with others let's say but it was so cool that it's like because we think that socializing is some innate mm-hmm. trait that we're just supposed to understand and figure Something out and it's like but yeah it's like it was so cool to see how much 
whether you're autistic or not, whether you have autism or not, like socializing is something to be learned. And mm-hmm. it was so cool. Like Kelvin, I was thinking of. Oh my God, this guy Kelvin was I so love cool. Kelvin. But Jody, the the therapist yeah. lady, she came in and she was like, okay, here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna greet me. You're gonna say. You're gonna ask my name. You're gonna say your name. You're gonna pull out the chair. Mm-hmm. Like it was like the sequence of things. And to us, it might seem obvious, but it's like. At some point in our lives, we've learned I'm all of this. Pretty sure. Or maybe a, we haven't learned this. There's you know a lot what I mean? of people that might not pull their chair out for a date. <laughs> but and like, people will judge them on that's that. That's part so. of it. But like, whether or not it's the pulling out of the chair is just mm-hmm. yeah. What you're doing in a social situation has been taught to you, or mm-hmm. maybe it hasn't been. You know, <laughs> whether you have yeah. autism or not. Like, it was cool to just see how. I guess there's a cool reminder of like, yeah, socializing is something you learn. Socializing is something that you can build as a skill. It's not like I'm just awkward. I'm always going to be awkward. It's like, well, you know, if you think that way, yeah, probably. And there's things you can do to learn and get better and um, uh, better your skills. And Mm -hmm. like, I I thought that was so awesome. I think it's hard for people a lot of times to look at that because they seem like they're going to be uncomfortable and people Mm -hmm. their entire lives try not to be uncomfortable. It's a very prevalent thing. Definitely. in the society my question about that is had kelvin never see somebody greet a date before say that again had kelvin never see somebody greet like a date, go on a date like before? go on a date greet a date whether it be in a movie whether his dad told mm. him or something i'm not entirely sure i don't know that. and i guess the thing is like I, I i think and something that the show did really well as well was show the huge spectrum that mm-hmm. autism is like just because you have you are someone with autism doesn't mean you're going to act in a certain way. Yeah. So my guess with Kelvin would be that maybe he's seen it, but he hasn't mm-hmm. um, had the reciprocity to like understand it in himself. Okay. Does that make sense? Like that makes I don't. Sense. Maybe he didn't learn through just watching others. Maybe he had to like actually do, do it, it himself. himself. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That would be my guess. But I, uh, yeah, I don't freaking know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can come up with our own theories if you know. Yeah. Let us know. Super duper. Cause that'd be great. Like, that would be my assumption, but. We can sit here and take guesses and assume all day. Well, that's what's so interesting about psychology and why it's considered a quote-unquote soft science is because like there's so many different possibilities and yeah. you don't actually know until unless you're like that person you know what i mean hmm. like it was interesting this is kind of off tangent but like okay. the the <laughs> like community of psychologists and counselors and everything and therapists mm-hmm. were very hesitant to say anything about trump and like diagnose him with something because there's so many different things it could be but no one actually knows so it's not something like oh like a doctor let's say oh you're exhibiting signs of this it says it's probably this it's not quite as cut and dry because there's so many things that the human mind can um, manipulate or hide or whatever. So it's harder to diagnose someone mm-hmm. from afar. Yeah, but couldn't they diagnose him with everything or come up with a logical, like come up with a chart or something that it's possible for these things? It is possible. That's why they think he's a possible narcissist or sociopath or you know, whatever. He could be, be all those things. <laughs> but, like, it's harder to break down, like, a specific thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I always kind of equated it when I was in college, especially to, like, monkeys, let's say. Mm-hmm. Biology is seen as more of a hard science because it's, it's... Yeah. We are observing. But now in psychology, you're the observer and the observee. Mm-hmm. So now the thing you're observing has a, has a mind of its own and an input of its own. That's like, true. And it talks back. Your your subject matter mm-hmm. talks back to you. So what you think it could be, yeah. maybe isn't. It's very interesting. It is really psychology interesting. Psychology is fascinating. And it's, it's interesting how people get paid 
to be wrong and shit and do whatever. But that's a whole nother. In what way? Do we want to go down that? Eh, not really. Okay. But <laughs> in what ways? I feel like people get diagnosed or misdiagnosed and shit or shit happens. Right. And sometimes they diagnose things not for the benefit of the person and for right. the benefit of whoever's funding them. Right. But, Correct. you know, I wanted to talk more about love on the spectrum because <laughs> there was another thing I wanted to point out. Yes. I guess this might not be the smoothest transition ever. You know, just kill the conversation. Go for it. You know, leave it on me. Transition away. Trans- anyways, I was going to say they did a very good job of highlighting some struggles as well. Mm-hmm. Because when people got overwhelmed, they didn't turn the camera off. Yeah. They... I don't, they kind of focused on it or they n- took mm-hmm. note of the mm-hmm. struggles and tried to calm them down. If it was too much, it was right. too much. Uh, and I thought that was really cool to yeah. see too because they didn't just have the dates and whatever and cut out everything. No, you saw the entire experience pretty much. I really liked the interviewer too. Where I think he asked really good questions that. I don't know how to pronounce his name. C I A N. I think it's Irish. He's, yeah, that's what I thought. Anyway, okay, okay. Cayenne. <laughs> Cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper. <laughs> um, but I think he just did a really good job of making them feel like human beings. Wow, what a fucking concept. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just like, hey, how are you feeling right now? You know, it was never like trying to baby them or yeah. trying to like protect them. He was just like, cool, what you feeling? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, tight, good for you. You know, yeah. like, it was really interesting. I really appreciated that. People don't do that to humans in general, right. so. We always try to band-aid our shit. Don't talk about it. Don't mm-hmm. feel about it. Just shove it down. And yeah, stop being your authentic self. Wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> you getting paid for these segues or what? I don't know. Who's paying you? Who's paying me? That's crazy. <laughs> Anyways, Catherine Hatt is this amazing... <laughs> Down. Yeah, continue. Was that was that pretty good? Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> no, you can tell me of that. Anyways, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want the validation. I want the validation. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so Catherine has this amazing program that she's been designing for how long now? Like four months. Four months. About being your authentic self and feeling all your emotions and being intimate with either your partner or with everybody around you because intimacy is a very tough subject in this time because Mm -hmm. people think of intimacy and they think of sex yes which that is not true intimacy is not only sex it's having intimate relationships while they're still being platonic relationships which is good because you want to be close in all your relationships and that's how you do it Uh, and that's how you fulfill the most you want to have close loving relationships with everybody yeah and that doesn't mean you're romantically attracted to them. Correct. Uh, is there anything else I didn't touch about your program? It's great. You did a beautiful job. I can definitely talk more about it if you'd like me to. And no, 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 you did you're a gonna beautiful talk... job of, of giving the audience a synopsis. A synopsis. If you want to talk more about it, we can talk about how you came up with this idea, what you've been doing. So yeah, if you want to just talk about the backstory. overall concept for a little bit, uh, I don't know. Yeah, totally. Go for it. Um, so I can give you kind of a backstory first because yeah. it melds into everything. Um, growing up, I all I wanted to do was talk to people for a living. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know how that was going to be. I wanted to work for myself and I wanted to talk to people for a living. I'm trying to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I totally, 1000% hear you. And the thing is, like, kind of going back to like what we're taught and what we're not mm-hmm. taught, like, growing up, I was never given the opportunity to learn what that would be like. 
I had it in my head that it's like, I have to go to school, I have to get a job, and then I'm going to be in that job, and then I'm going to retire, and like, that's going to be my life. Yeah, it's a very way, it's a very forward it's way It's a of very thinking black gets, and white, <clears throat> excuse me, viewpoint. Feels and like it's taught like that. I didn't, so I, I kind of pushed down that thought of like, mm-hmm. what my intuition was trying to tell me of like, here's what you need to do, and I was like, nah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to do what other people are telling me to do, so I'm going to do that. Which did lead me into getting my degree in psychology, like I said. And then I did other forms of coaching. I've been a personal trainer. I've been a, been a vegan fitness coach. I've mm-hmm. done different she things. She has done everything. Name a job. <laughs> she has tried it. I've done a lot of stuff in my yeah. life, that's for sure. Um, and you're so young. It's crazy. Wow, thank you. I'll take that. I'm starting to feel that at my age of like feeling like, wow, you're so young. I'm like, thank you. I don't feel it anymore, but I'll take it. Anyway, um, where was I? <laughs> so I, I was in coaching. Yeah. Okay, and then um, when I was living in Hawaii, so I moved to Hawaii in 2014. Uh, I was there for six years, and in that time, I came across professional cuddling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, what's all this about? I guess I should backtrack a little more because in uh, in college my minor was in communications and that was all of, like my focus in communications was all about like sex and gender norms in America mm-hmm. and how the media is just completely railroaded what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a man, yeah. what those expectations are, what that reality is. There should is. be no expectations. Right. So I was like always highly sensitive to like how I was being portrayed as a woman, how mm-hmm. others were being portrayed. Anyway. Okay. Fast forward. Back to professional cuddling. Um, so I came across this and I was like, wow, that's a really cool idea. I can get paid to just be with people. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't about like laying down with people. It was just like, I just get to hold space for somebody. Like mm-hmm. that's all I ever wanted to and do. You get to be no- and they get to notice you and you get to notice them. And- Correct. So you get to see and hear and understand mm-hmm. another human being. And that's what I loved. And I got into it and it was interesting because like when I got into it, Oh my god, how far do I want to go down this rabbit hole? Just say whatever you want, whatever comes up. (laughs) Like it's a whole tangent. So, um, I worked with men. And what I found, and this um, supported what I learned in college too, is like men walk around with this like mask of masculinity. Mm -hmm. Men are told to not emote, not to communicate, not to feel what they're feeling. Because that's somehow perceived as weak and bad and wrong. And part of being human is feeling those emotions and... You know, we have you can, them for a reason. Exactly. And you can choose to keep them and try to right. mask them, but they're still there. Right. Or you can bring them up to the surface. And I don't want to necessarily deal with them because emotions don't necessarily go, feel necessarily go away. Them. But you yeah. feel them and you work through them and you discharge Allow them. them. Yes, you do. Oh, didn't work. Anyways, keep going. And I really identified with this demographic because mm-hmm. that's how I felt. I felt like growing up, I didn't have a voice. I felt like growing up, I was told to not be myself. I was told to shove my emotions down and not deal with them um, and that they were bad and wrong. Yeah. Um, and so that's why initially I had really been attracted to like helping the male demographic. Mm-hmm. Like that was like my jam. I was like, yeah, totally. Yeah. And then <laughs> I kind of always known I was going to shift into something different. Mm-hmm. I just didn't expect it to be now. And then COVID hit, and I was like, well, I guess I can't touch people anymore. <laughs> it's a good Fun. point. Yeah. It's hard. And, you uh, could cuddle from six feet away. Yeah, don't touch me, but let's do, cuddle. Do a Zoom screen. Yeah. Zoom hug. I did do some virtual sessions, but it was not the same. Um, <laughs> so that's when that shifted into like, all right, well, where do we pivot now? Mm-hmm. And I was able to open up my business and my practice into something that was 
I guess just on a grander scale. Yeah. Like I've always wanted to reach more people and as many people as I can. And now I have the opportunity to do this program, this intimacy coaching program that I've created mm -hmm. to be able to help people to just uncover their true freaking self. Like what you were saying about the authenticity and yeah. like intimacy, whether you're looking for it in a friendship in a partnership in a romantic partnership, it all starts with you. Mm -hmm. And if you're not able to fully love yourself, to fully express yourself, to fully be yourself, how do you expect anyone else to fully love and accept you? I think a lot of people confuse intimacy. You can tell me if I'm wrong. This is my, what yep. I'm saying, with validation. Explain, please. A lot of people get into relationships without knowing fully themselves and without knowing what they want yes. and only go in to seek the validation Correct. of others. Correct. Because people think that happiness and love comes from other people and external mm -hmm. sources. That's why you see people like trying to buy their way into happiness or like, yeah, getting into relationships. Serial monogamy, which is what I used to do, is like a, a good mm -hmm. indicator of that. Because you're just trying to fill a void with mm -hmm. other things. Instead of understanding that that love, that appreciation, that acceptance comes from yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and it has to start there first. It's meant to amplify the love that you have for yourself by sharing it not necessarily the love for yourself you have a joint love too and you love yeah. the other person yeah. but it's with the sharing and right stuff so anyways keep going i don't know what else to say about that you don't have anything else to say <laughs> i mean i could talk forever but like yeah shit it's it's well i have a question i don't yeah, know please. if this if you're gonna like this i'm sure somebody's gonna say this at some point what qualifies you to do this very good question i mean besides just like the certifications and the paperwork like what qualifies oh. me is I mean, what certification and paperwork? I mean, I'm, I'm, I have my degree in psychology. Oh, yeah, degree. Okay, okay. I've done all the definitely, coaching. Definitely. Like, yeah, yeah. The technical right, things, right. like, I've done before. Mm -hmm. But what really qualifies me is, like, I've been through this before. Okay. Like, my whole life was spent in inauthenticity and shoving myself down and hiding myself mm -hmm. and seeking validation from others. Like, I've learned what it's like to get out of that. And mm -hmm. I know what it takes, the processes it takes to get out of that. Yeah. And that's what I teach other people. Okay. I teach people how to actually uncover their true self in order to be able to express that and also hold their boundaries boundaries with others hmm. to be able to maintain healthy relationships with themselves and other people. Okay. Yeah. And what do you said? There's a lot of things. It's difficult. The emotions are difficult. They're a different, difficult thing to bring up and feel mm -hmm. and to acknowledge. And a lot of people are like, well, I just don't want to feel that. It doesn't make me feel good. Mm. I should shove it back yeah. down. Uh, besides the fact that it will stay with you and it will recur. Right. Is there anything else you know you want to say about that about shoving emotions down? Because oh my god, I mean, down. I could talk forever about you can that. Just go with what you want, and I'll chime in and ask totally. more questions as they come up. I mean, I think. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> uh, got a bear in the my background. My dad's in the background. Yeah, bear in the background watching basketball. Who would have thought? I love it. Anyway, um, so I think that's kind of prevalent in our culture is this idea that you're always supposed to be happy. Mm -hmm. Like we've been sold this idea, you know, whether it's from our family, our peers, media. MDMA. Oh wait, no. Did you say MDMA? <laughs> Freaking MDMA is trying to tell me to always be happy. Damn, I should stop taking. <laughs> anyway. Um, what isn't it ecstasy to be happy, or is that a different drug? Am I getting my is. drugs mixed up? But I just don't think it's like <laughs> as big of a. Well, why do you think drugs factor? exist to be happy? This is my point, though. It's okay, to numb. Okay, keep going. Yeah, about yeah, necessarily yeah. being happy. It's about numbing. Keep going. Uh, <laughs> smart ass. Damn. Um, so we've been taught through various forms and modalities mm -hmm. that, like, feeling bad is wrong. 
to feel negative, to feel sad, frustrated, angry, anxious, X, Y, and Z is, is wrong. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to feel those. When in actuality, like, that's just part of being a human. And those feelings are actually a tool. Like, if you're anxious, it's because you're not... I'm going to get probably kind of metaphysical here, but if you're anxious, well, it's because you're, you're not in alignment. Yeah. Right. I just don't know if your audience is ready for it. I'm trying to explain I mean, it. <laughs> you're trying to explain with your authentic self, so it doesn't Thanks, matter Adam. if they're ready for it. I like it. that. I think that having a holistic... It, which it's a holistic view, it's yeah, called, right? So. A holistic view on the world. If that's you believe in, and and there's there's some studies done or something, or like maybe not studies, but there's some theory that it's built around, like energy, like energy and stuff, oh, and holistic stuff. Totally been proven. Like yeah. everything is energy. Oh my god, we could go down this rabbit hole too. But literally everything is energy. You are energy. I am energy. This mm-hmm. microphone is energy. This table is energy. Like it's all energy. And the, the example I like to give is, I don't know if I told you this one before, but like you have three glasses. Two of them are filled with water, one is filled with oil. Mm-hmm. And that represents the energy in the world. So let's yeah. say you're this one glass of water um, and that's the energy frequency that you're putting out. Mm-hmm. If I'm to add one glass of water to the other glass of water, they're going to meld. They're yeah, they're gonna be one Because they're the same. It's the same mm-hmm. energy coming in and, and coming out. Yeah. However, if I'm to add the oil to the water, it's not going to mix. You're yeah. going to have the oil rising on top of the mm-hmm. water. So that's to say, like, the energy going out or in is not a match. So that's what, to me, that's what anxiety is saying. When you're feeling anxious, it's because you're trying to add the oil to the water. Whether that's a thought you're having or an action you're doing, maybe you're at a job that doesn't fulfill you, doesn't feel mm-hmm. good. You're going to get that anxiety or the sadness or the anger or whatever. You other... don't think it has something to do with neurological pathways? In what regard? I mean, I that's like... I'm just playing devil's advocate. <laughs> but I mean... But, th- but that's the point. Like, yeah. neurological, neurological pathways are not the... Um, what am I trying to say? The origin of these things. Hmm. They are the, the methods of communication. Communication, yeah. But it's not like, okay, neurological pathway create anxiety. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You're being... Feeling anxious and you're feeling... <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear Back to ASMR. an ASMR podcast. Popsicle uh, ASMR. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you're feeling that way because, like, you're not in alignment with who you are. Mm-hmm. If, okay, I'm just going to use a very black and white example. If I'm yeah. vegan, which I am, and I'm in a position. She's vegan. Vegan. Shut up. Well, there's a siren. Shut up, uh, siren. What's his name would be very mad about that. Oh, but one of the guys on Love on the Spectrum would hate that. Anyway. Yeah, keep going. Vegan ASMR. Um, right. So. Oh God. This is the. You have. This is the best show you've ever done. I'm really excited for it. Audience, <laughs> you're welcome. Anyway. Um. So okay, let's say, as the example, I'm a vegan. And if I were to, Shocker. let's say, have a job where I needed to harm or kill animals mm-hmm. or even like pick up roadkill or something like that does not fit my value. That's not fit who I am. Mm-hmm. That would cause a lot of quote unquote negative emotions. Okay. That would probably cause a lot of trauma for me. That would cause a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. And instead of seeing those as negative things, that's nothing but an indicator to tell me that I'm not in alignment with who I am. Mm-hmm. My body's so trying you, to tell me to get the fuck how out. How do you teach somebody to be more in alignment? Or how would you tell somebody right. to be more in alignment with themselves? You have to listen 
it takes it's, it's it's a whole process <laughs> it doesn't mm-hmm. just happen overnight like yeah it's still it, it's i can't say necessarily it takes time or work because those are very structured things it does take a level of openness a level of willing mm-hmm. willing it takes a level of vulnerability it takes a, a level of vulnerability and effort yeah you have to be mindful and intentional in this practice does that not work I guess it depends on what you want to call work. Yeah, I think that's I, true. I, I think I personally have negative connotation to work, so I try to not ever mm-hmm. throw work at it. Yeah. Um, but it, it takes intention, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a process. It's not only learning how to listen mm-hmm. to yourself. That's part of it. Learning how to honor yourself. Mm-hmm. If I'm feeling anxious and I can't even acknowledge that that's anxiety or acknowledge that it has a purpose, like, there's a disconnect there. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my struggle for so long. I was living in, like very serious anxiety and social anxiety because my body was trying to tell me what you're doing is not right for you Mm -hmm. and it took me a long time to come to terms with like oh i am not anxious i cannot be anxious my being cannot be anxiety because anxiety is a temporary feeling okay and feelings come and feelings go Mm -hmm. and feelings come for a reason if i'm feeling anxious it's because my body's trying to tell me something so in that shush part of that process is is just teaching people how to listen to themselves and say okay what's making me anxious do i feel anxious all the time is it a certain thing it's probably a certain thing but the anxiety may have gotten so bad that it seems like it's permeating into everything but it's like what are you feeling anxious about when does that come up for you it's just becoming more mindful of what that Mm -hmm. is and just coming at it with grace and love for your own freaking self and saying like hey where i am is okay Mm -hmm. like i'm allowed to feel anxious i'm allowed to feel this way Feelings are part of being human. And then it also comes on to like, how do you move in a direction that leads you to more happiness and joy and love? Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's it's a whole yeah, <laughs> no, process. That, that, yeah. that sounds wonderful. And, yeah. and it takes a lot of intention and it takes a lot of effort to do that because things will come up when you start listening to yourself and start acknowledging your feelings different stuff will come up whether it will be from your childhood i mean early hurts are a big thing a lot of stuff stems from your childhood and then it gets stuck in your head as a recording and it keeps popping up uh so and that stuff will come up possibly so it's something you have to be very um you you have to set the intention you have to go for it i feel like every time you really want to make a deep change in yourself you have to just commit yeah and yeah well that's 45 minutes about <laughs> that, we, that we've been doing this God, now we went to town uh, that's exciting so we could talk about veganism or good now oh my god i think you guys talk about veganism all the time we don't, i don't actually talk much about veganism. really well it, oh, it, comes, up, vegan. it yes. comes up it comes up in passing like you know, hey, we're I'm vegan, and it, and it works. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? We had one what vegan like example on this. What would you talk about for veganism? Don't eat animals? Amen. Just don't do that shit. It, you don't nah, need to. I mean, yeah, I, I was going to say that, Catherine, you met my mom in the vegan lady boss or whatever? I did not, but I met Sharon. You met Sharon in the Sharon ve- connected Nikki and I, and they met at, um, vegan, at lady vegan lady boss. boss. But you're still yes. a vegan lady boss. I would if they were doing it. No, no, no. But you, you get, you're, you're a well, vegan lady. I'm a boss, lady. and I'm a lady, and I'm vegan, so yes. Vegan lady boss. Perfect. Uh, veganism. <laughs> Yay, veganism! Yay! But if you want to eat meat, just, you know. Just don't. <laughs> it's your choice. But, I, okay, so that's interesting, too, because that's something I had wanted to talk about when I was doing, like, vegan fitness coaching, and then learning more about, like, the mask and masculinity and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I always found it very interesting 
I guess on a general sense that identity is so closely tied to food and that's why yeah. people have a lot of hard issues trying to shift into veganism because they're like they don't feel like they'll fit in like if you go to a barbecue you're gonna be the only one sticking out like that's um, that's a fear of rejection yeah. of people um, but with men especially there's in this country such a closely linked connection of eating meat and being a man mm-hmm. what in the fuck like Eating another animal does not make you a man. I'm sorry. That I would say it makes you a coward, and I'm going to stand by that statement. And it's just, you don't need to. Like, oh, my God. I mean, I did watch What the Health recently. You are now an expert. We haven't even talked about. Well, I don't know where his data is coming from and st- right? stuff, to be honest. Sure. I, I, I... A lot of times he did use his data and he was noting mainly where the organization... He was more noting where the organizations... No, no, no. I guess he did have his data. I, I want to look more into that, right. where it's coming from and stuff. Right. Because there's misinformation all around. I, I can't blindly accept information even from something I agree with. Right. Which happens way too much and then it right. separates this country and all that good shit. Yeah. Or terrible shit. <laughs> but, um, uh, no, there's a lot of... He was saying, talking about more how the cancer organization and all that stuff. I think the meat eating, as long as you know how it's bad for you... I don't know what I'm saying right now. I'm kind of off topic. But, <laughs> it's kind That's of fine. on topic. But, yeah, um, uh, meat eating in this country has become too much, yeah. obviously. Uh, I think the problem is mainly the industry and also how it has adverse health effects uh, that I saw watching this on your body. And if you, But if you know the information, you can choose, I think. If, if you can consciously choose, I don't think you should just say, meat, yeah, meat. I'm a man, I'm a I man. eat meat. Booga booga. We're not fucking cavemen, y'all. Anyways, <laughs> veganism. Are you dropping the mic on that? <laughs> I'm dropping the mic on that. I'm done. I could cut out this last section if oh, I want to. I, I love it. I, I think mean, this is great. Anyways, uh, did you want to say something? Sorry, it seemed like maybe. it cut you off. Go and for I it. And I don't remember what I was going to say. So probably something about veganism and how... Uh, veganism! I mean... <sighs> I just feel better personally from my own experience. I've really enjoyed watching your transition because when I met you, you were not vegan. You had to practice because, you know, when you lived in this household, your mother and your sister mm-hmm. were vegan. Um, but it's cool that it's like, it's not just about blind faith at this point. Like, you've been doing your own research. You've been understanding more from your own scope and framework of reality of, like, what works for you. I'm just going to say this simply. Yes. For me, what works is I feel great. Uh, I've been running, I mean, it's also been, I've been doing more athletically, and some people might say it's because I've been doing more athletically and running. I haven't been working out much, though. My muscle mass is down, and it's not because I'm vegan. It's because I don't think I'm working out as much. It's because we have 10-pound weights in this house. Yeah, we have nothing more than that, and the gym downstairs is locked. Dad, you're on the board. Get me a key. Get the lock key. He doesn't want to be a part of this. No, he's not a part of this. Anyways... Uh, people would say that, but I feel great. I feel more present and attached than I did before. Yeah, totally. Uh, I also have been eating great and cooking great and a lot of food. I'm really on cooking Indian. amazing food. I'm really on Indian yeah. food right now, but talk about that probably next time with Jeremy. We're going to talk about well, food Well, that's what's so crazy, and I don't know if you've, like, noticed this, but, like, with, with veganism, 
you're forced to actually think about your food. Because when you're not, it's like, oh, my meal is going to be some kind of meat and then maybe something else, you know? Like, mm -hmm. everything else is just an afterthought. And now you get to be so creative because your afterthought is now everything else. Like, your afterthought now becomes your main dish. Yeah. It's like, ooh, how do I make this stew a little bit more flavorful or, like, throw some fun yeah. things in there? Like, you get to experiment with so many more things because you're kind of forced to, you know what I mean? I mean, once you start thinking that way, I think most people... When they're, I think that most people when, I think it, it might be vegan too. I think yeah, people think more about their food when they are vegan. Yeah. Whereas if you're not vegan, you're just gonna throw something. Whatever is in your face, you're gonna eat. Yeah, it. you're gonna eat it, or and you could still do that with vegan, I guess, being vegan, but it makes you a little more conscious. Are you talking about these um, vegan marshmallows we have on the table here that I really want to eat? Yeah, go for it. Wow, that is really is loud, loud. That bag. Oh, how's that? Oh. <laughs> Should I start an ASMR channel? If that's what you want to do now that you can't touch people while cuddling, you can do that. Oh my god, I'm so Okay, continue. My point being. My point being. I'm making a point. You can eat is, shitty food while being vegan. <laughs> yeah, you can. But I feel good and I feel like I have more energy and I've been playing a lot of basketball. I've been doing a lot of things and I feel more together over this quarantine when a lot of people have found disconnect. Right. And I don't know if that is from the vegan food. It could be, but if I feel good, why would I stop? And I'm right. eating good and healthy and I feel great. So that's why I am shifting and I'm still reluctantly vegan. I will, I will always be reluctantly vegan. Given up I am yeah. not giving up the brand name, <laughs> but I'm shifting more towards understanding and staying with it. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's like being conscious is kind of the whole point, whether it's about sustainability, veganism, mm -hmm. yeah the economy like literally whatever yeah social issues like the whole point is just to be more aware to not just take in whatever's being fed to you whether it's food mm -hmm. or whether it's you know news media anything like and i think like when you really get down to veganism like that's kind of the bigger picture mm -hmm. because you start to understand like uh, like what the health was saying everything's connected once you get up to the top <laughs> like these anti cancer foundations are actually funded by the things that cause cancer mm -hmm. like that's a problem mm -hmm. and you start to, we were talking about this on the last podcast too but like big ag like large agricultural conglomerations are what funds a lot of political um moves and a lot of, I don't know lot if we were of talking about this on a lot of on the podcast uh -huh. just oh no we were yeah we talked about it a little bit a little bit but um, talk about it more. Like there's studies done that are funded by milk companies and the egg companies, mm -hmm. and like those are not valid sources of information. Yet we're using those studies to pass laws that affect real change, yeah. and that's the problem. So once you start to wake up to like those things that kind of come along with becoming more vegan, you're like, oh, yeah. And <laughs> this if, whole thing's fucked up. And okay. if you're awake to those ideas and you choose to still eat dairy and meat, well, I can't stop you. I can't be your friend either. <laughs> I disagree with that point. Okay. You can be everyone's friend. I, I'm, fine. I'm everybody's friend. Okay. I, 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 like I like them for the person they are. I mean, for sure. they could eat meat or whatever. On that note, you're all my friends, everybody who's listening. So I love thank you. you we for just, listening. I just want to be your friend. <laughs> I've met unconditional love for you. I will always love you. I will always have a space for you in my heart. We just don't have the same values, and I just don't want to hang out with you if that's all. Okay. The end. On that note, Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. 
I guess I'm gonna listen. When I listen through this, I'll see how jarring this fucking ASMR. ASMR. How does that sound? Is that relaxing? No. Tight. All right. At least not to me. I know. So is it, is it supposed to be relaxing? Yeah, I listen to it all the time. I've never I love listened ASMR. to it before. I've never listened to it before. That's a whole another topic. We could talk about that another time. I don't know anything about it. I don't even know what ASMR stands for. Auton uh, 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 fuck. Auton yeah. Autonomous sensory meridian response. I think. Anyways, thank you for listening. I am Adam, the reluctant vegan son. You can follow me on Instagram at. Oh, you nailed it. Nice job. Thanks. You can follow me on Instagram <laughs> at reluctant vegan son. Uh, DM me or email me at reluctantvegansun at gmail.com with any comments, questions, concerns, anything you'd like to see. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can follow Catherine at Catherine Verbrugge. K-A-T-H-R-Y-N-V-E-R-B-R-U-G-G-E on Instagram and Facebook. And Facebook. Uh, that's about it. Yay. Yay. We did uh, it. Eat your veggies. Eat veggies. Bye. Bye.